It's Tuesday, the 4th of May, 2021. Welcome to your mentored briefing, the business headlines you need to know, delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, Westpac announces a bumper half-year profit, including bigger dividends, sending all the big banks' share prices higher. Plus, the pace of growth of housing prices falls, but peak property is still some time away. Job ad surge suggesting that even the end of JobKeeper can't stop the employment market. And airfare wars are back, and that's good news for flyers. Our lead story today, Westpac Banking Corporation, the country's fourth largest company, announced a cracker result yesterday, lifting its earnings and dividend, triggering a 5.3% surge in its share price. The result surprised analysts and helped the other big banks' share prices as well. By the end of the day, National Australia Bank was up more than 2%, and ANZ lifted 1.4%. Commonwealth Bank's share price rose a touch under 1%. Westpac's half-year cash earnings jumped 256% to $3.5 billion, and Chief Executive Peter King pledged to reduce costs by $2 billion over the next three years. The bank upped its forecasts for growth, the labour market and property prices, and said it would pay an interim dividend of $0.58 cents a share, compared to zero last year. Core earnings, however, were lower, and mortgages and deposits were flat. The targeted reduction in costs will mean potential branch closures, a reduction in the number of products the bank sells, and a drive to shift customers to digital banking. The result augurs well for National Australia Bank and ANZ, which report this week, and the Commonwealth Bank, which reports in three months' time. Big profits are back. Dividends are back. The big banks are back. No doubt about it. In overseas news, India recorded another 368,000 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday and more than 3,400 deaths. The 13 opposition parties have jointly written to the government, urging it to launch a free vaccination drive and ensure an uninterrupted flow of oxygen to all hospitals. There are also calls to lock down the country, something Prime Minister Narendra Modi has so far ignored. Electric vehicle maker Tesla is facing scrutiny in China over safety and customer service complaints, according to Reuters news agency, and has upped its engagement with regulators. China is already the company's second biggest market, behind the US of course, and the engagement with Chinese politicians suggests the geopolitical spat between Beijing and Washington might be having an impact on one of the most successful new companies of the last decade. And two weeks ago, Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga promised to cut carbon emissions by 2030, but now he's under fire for making a promise he can't keep. A big part of the problem is that Japan needs nuclear energy to achieve the target, but since the Fukushima nuclear disaster 10 years ago, the population is dead set against it. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to local stories now. ANZ job ads rose 4.7% during April, the survey's 11th straight monthly increase, and further evidence that the employment market is booming, even after the cessation of JobKeeper at the end of March. The survey suggests the unemployment rate will fall further in coming months from its current level of 5.6%. The pace of growth of house prices eased last month, with concerns about affordability and increased supply keeping a lid on increases. Figures released by CoreLogic yesterday show prices in Sydney were 2.4% higher in April, Melbourne prices were up 1.3% and in Brisbane prices increased 1.7%. CoreLogic's research director Tim Lawless said he expected price growth could slow more in coming months, but he doesn't expect them to peak for another 18 months or so. Australia Post Board Director Tony Nutt, who is closely linked to the Liberal Party, 
Yesterday said the inquiry into the decision by former CEO Christine Holgate to step down was, as he put it, high farce. And evidence had been distorted and cherry-picked. He got stuck into Ms Holgate, who resigned after being attacked in Parliament by the Prime Minister over four Cartier watches she bought as bonuses for senior staff. I've been a defender of Ms Holgate in this, that Mr Nutt has a point. It is high farce, and I suspect his comments will keep it being so. There were no new community COVID-19 cases in Western Australia or anywhere in the nation yesterday. That's good news. And Centres for AstraZeneca jabs for over 50s opened yesterday as well, at least in some states, as that cohort of Australians became eligible for inoculations. Taxpayers might have to shell out $500 million if a federal government review recommends the 99-year lease between the Northern Territory government and a private Chinese-owned company for the Port of Darwin be scrapped. Defence Minister Peter Dutton told the Sydney Morning Herald and Age newspapers that there was a review underway. Experts put the price of cancelling the contract at half a billion dollars. And airfare wars are back. Love that. Virgin Australia has dropped the cost of its Melbourne-Sydney flights after Regional Express pushed its flights down to $39. Basically, Virgin and Rex want the middle market while Qantas is going for middle to upper and Jetstar is focused on budget travellers. The $39 deals include carry-on luggage only, Although, as Rex Management pointed out yesterday, their airline also provides snacks. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.